a lot of us think that we have it all figured out. We know we want to build a house with three bedrooms and two baths and three garage stalls and a pony in the backyard, whatever it is. But there's a lot of things we bet you never even thought about uh, that you probably should when you're considering building a house. Listen in. Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. I'm Tasha. And I'm Jamie. We're full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. Hi, everyone. Well, spring is here, finally. We think it's here. We think it's here. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, but Jamie and I thought about, you know, new construction. That This is really the time that things really get going. And people start thinking about building. Yes. And we thought it was important to bring up the, the ideas and the thoughts and the things people should know about uh, when they are building, the things they probably don't know. Yes. So. Yes. And this is a great, I, we think this is great timing because we know Parade of Homes is right around the corner. Yes. Lots of people love to view those homes for great design and decorating tips. And some people are viewing them because they're genuinely considering building homes. So. Correct. Um, we've got some things that maybe you should uh, roll around in your brains before, (laughs) before, you know, putting your signature on that, uh, build contract. Well, so what you got, I'm going to jump right in and you're probably going to be like, Oh gosh, Tasha, you're starting with that. But I'm going to talk about the close date. Oh, we're going to start at the end. We're going to start our way back and work our way back. But I thought, I I think it's important to note that when a closed date is decided, Mm -hmm. You know, look at that as it would be nice, but yes. don't not expect it. Because imagine totally. if you are cl- like a month from closing and all of a sudden it starts raining and raining and Ugh. raining and they right. can't get the siding on. They can't finish some of that outside exterior work. You're not going to be able to. ground is too wet. Right. Some of those things See, are completely out of the even the builder's hands, even the, the most well-scheduled, planned Um, builds can take a little bit longer. Yes. So have a plan B if you are legitimately going to be otherwise homeless. If that target close date gets missed, consider that date a target date. We're not saying that there's builders out there that never meet their dates. There are definitely, definitely builders, builders that, that meet their dates. absolutely will meet their their closing dates nine times out of ten. But sometimes things are out of control. Yeah. This and this, we don't want you to be in a lurch. This is building, and there are so yeah. many people involved, and so That's true. many things that have to you know, work within this timeline yes. and there, all it takes is one thing to go kind of go yeah. amok and then your it throws everything it off. It can. It sure can. Yes. And they usually will build in buffer times to um, catch up or to allow for some delays. Like most of the builders in town are great about that. But the closer you get to the closing date, the smaller those, those opportunities yes. for buffer times really exist anymore since you are maybe only 30 days from closing or 10 days from closing. Which brings up my point, yes. or one of my points. Um, <clears throat> sometimes the construction on your build site can look like it's moving really fast, and then it's crickets. Yes. And that's normal. <laughs> that is normal. <laughs> Don't panic. Um, sometimes we, we will have a, a client call and be like, there hasn't been anybody at my house for a whole week. They haven't been working on it. Well, the, the process of building, not that either of us are builders, but the process involves a different um, sort of players coming in at different times. And sometimes like uh, contractor A cannot do his work until contractor B has finished his or hers. So there, there needs to be a certain progression and sometimes um, there's just a little gap in those schedules and Correct. that's normal. 
Uh, I feel like my next step is right along with what you just said, and mm-hmm. things can look worse before they look better. Oh, for sure. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really can. Like even the day before closing. Yes, and there's <laughs> nine different individual contractors in there tidying their up, finishing their, work. Yeah, their last little, you know, putting the covers on the outlets, and or the house is a mess and it hasn't been cleaned yes. yet. Yes, fixing or, a couple pieces of trim, touching or, up paint and spackle, or there's tons of building material in yes. the yard and they haven't yes. had a, ch- you know, they, they grading hasn't been grading done. hasn't been done. You know, there mm-hmm. are so many things to kind of think about, but this is just something to be aware of. Yeah. So actually I'm going to go again. Go again. I'm going to, I'm going to, since we're kind of in this <laughs> way, going in this, uh, going in this direction and yeah. I'm going to just bring up that your house will appear smaller during the framing stage. Oh, right. So backing it up a little bit to yes. when it's framing and yes. you will probably have, um, say like an electrical visit or an on-site electrical, electrical walk selection walkthrough. Correct. Um, this is when the home mm-hmm. is framed. There yeah. is no sheetrock up. Um, right. just just the wood, just that, the sticks, just the hold sticks. up the walls. You're gonna walk in, and we tell our clients all the time: you are, you may panic. It's going to feel a lot smaller, a lot smaller, because your eye doesn't have anywhere to stop except the other end of the house. So because your one view feels like you could see the entire house without looking around much, you you may feel like it feels a lot smaller Each than you of the anticipated. Rooms will feel smaller yeah. so, than what it really don't panic. will when it, when <laughs> the walls go up and the finishings go in. Yep. So. Oh, completely, completely. Um, how about visiting the job site daily, having coffee with the uh, contra- <laughs> the construction workers and uh, walking around? I think it's important to visit the <laughs> job site, but not daily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and certain builders will want you, you know, if you're going to drive by, by all means, drive by. If you're going to approach the site, um, then a lot of the builders are going to want you to make an appointment or at least let somebody know that you're going there. And there, that's for insurance reasons. Insurance reasons. What if you Safety. were to get hurt on the property? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, what What if when it's in the framing stage, you're walking up and down those stairs with nothing to hold on to? Right. I mean, it's... Right. It, or you step on, on something the, or touch something that is not... Finished. permanent or not yeah. you know a fixed in place or it, it is a it is a hazard so there there are insurance purposes behind this yep so. yep um can we talk about a few things that maybe we would recommend to our clients when they're considering like in the design phase so we're, we're, we're kind of still working this backwards but like when you sit down with the builder and you say this is what i want in my house i've got some suggestions on things that i feel like they ought not to forget Right? Like one of my top ones is you need more storage than you think. Yes. Don't all the time. The storage. We talk about rooms, we talk about bathrooms, we talk about vaulted ceilings, and we talk about where we want our windows. And sometimes we leave the storage spaces in our home up to wherever it fits at the very end. And you get really clever with some of these builders, designers, and your realtors um, for spaces that you can create really great storage. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, that's one thing I hate. I'm really bugged about. I wish I had more storage in my home. Yeah. So on this never-ending project of finishing my basement. Oh, goodness. I mean, I've been talking about this for years, but <laughs> hey, we're going to get to HVAC this year. Yay! But yeah. Uh, with yeah. with that being said, um, you know, when I look at that, I wish we had built more storage, and so I'm trying to yeah. attempt that in my basement. Um, <laughs> Another one that I've got is uh, sometimes when you're looking at appliances, maybe you want to go bigger than the standard. Well, you can't really change that after you move in. So when you're looking at cabinetry, you also kind of need to be shopping for appliances at about the same time because that, you know, 
39, 40, 42 inch range is not going to fit in the spot of a standard range. Correct. If you want side-by-side oversized refrigerators or panel ready appliances, yeah. some of them are not standard size and you need to get you need those to, You need to be organized. prepared for that. Yep. So, you know, with along with that, I would say also think about yeah. furniture placement, cabinetry placement. Yeah. Think about those things early on of how you want to arrange your home because Mm-hmm. Once that um, once that drawing is done, it's really hard later to change that. Um, you, can, you know, yeah. and it can it sometimes can be changed later. But yeah. you really need to start thinking about this, you know, right away, mm-hmm. early on. It's important. Um, and going back to the kitchen too, <coughs> when I was talking about appliances, sometimes folks will just put in an electric range and they're going to change it to a gas range later. And maybe they even plumb in a gas line during the build because one day they might upgrade to a gas range. Well, you also got to think about your vent. Yes, if it's on an the ins- range. if it's yeah. on in an if it's on an inside wall, an interior wall, an interior wall, right. it can be next to impossible to complete it later. If it's on an, I know this from a client who oh, did yeah. this. Oh yeah. If it's on an exterior wall, it can be done. But mm-hmm. really, if you're planning to do this as a later upgrade, it's better to just rough it in right off the bat. Well, or at least know what you might be getting into. Correct. Because like even if the kitchen is in the middle of the house. And the range and what would be the vent hood sits on an interior wall. Sometimes you can go through an attic space, you know, or a floor drive space. There, there are sometimes some options, but it would be good to know how much something like that might cost you <laughs> right? before you go and spend $14,000 exactly. on a range and then find out you got to, you know, spend lots more thousands on, on getting a range hood. Some other things that you might want to think of, too, on the inside or while you're planning the space, um, sump pump diverters. Oh, yes. I mean, we live in a, in a climate where you can't always send that sump pump water to the outside. Even it, if you bury it, it's probably not deep enough that it's not going to freeze. And if it's frozen, it's not going to eject from the house. Correct. Just fill back you, up your sump pump and exactly. now we've got problems. So yes, <laughs> probably something you should consider. That one is, is relatively to easy or easier to do later, but um, easiest to do during the build. Correct. Sa- along same the with same radon. Lines. Yes, exactly what I was going to say. Um, at least put in a passive so, radon mitigation pipe. Yeah, you can, add a, fan then, later. you can add a fan later, but if, at least you're prepared for yep, it. If you, if wanna, you need to do or mm-hmm. have, want to install radon system. And I am not a code inspector. I don't know anything about code specifically, but I think that radon, at least a passive radon mitigation system is required in the state of Minnesota? It is required in the state okay. of Minnesota, not quite yet in the state of North Dakota. Right. I'm, I've been saying this for at least a year or two. I'm just waiting for it to become standard yeah, in North yeah. Dakota, but it is not and, yet and as of this state. Totally. Know that that doesn't mean, oh my gosh, they just changed the code. Now I have to put one in. You don't have to put one in. It, it's just, if it's something that is on your mind or something that you might want to think about in the future, or um, you know, just something that you think about. Maybe maybe put that mitigation system in. Certainly, when you go to sell the house, whether it's code or not, it is very likely that a buyer is going to want to test for radon levels. They just do. I would say a little more than fifty percent of the time they do, and you're just a leg up on that issue. Yeah, on that Correct. potential issue. Um, a couple other inside things. No smooth, dark oh, laminates. Yes. Just no, take just our advice. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and do you not know follow that. I can, I can be, I, you can look to me. <laughs> I put in that smooth, dark laminate. I wrote laminate. it down, but she lived it. <laughs> I lived it. And I had a rule in my house that all three of my children and husband had to always have a pair of socks on yeah. at all times. You because I got everything. so tired of cleaning up those footmarks that I saw uh-huh. everywhere. It drove me up a wall to the point right. that I finally talked my husband into replacing our flooring when we had no choice when our dish 
dishwasher failed and oh, it puckered. Sure. And well, that's the thing. It will <laughs> it will fail you in in so many different ways. And smooth laminates aren't really the norm anymore. No, anyway, it's not. You, it's much better to see texture. Of texture some is kind. great. Yes. yes. Um, but those glassy smooth. Granted, here's the thing. We're talking about the average person. We know there are some of you out there who are so above average as far as you know keeping things just pristine and good for you. Go ahead and do it. But I can tell for you, the average Jamie homeowner, and I are not those people. <laughs> And it's not even if you have kids or dogs. It, it's not even that. It's just the average person with feet. <laughs> yes, just having feet. Can, and, or who cooks in their own home um, can definitely, it, it might not be worth the trouble. <laughs> um, and my last one, I guess, oh, wait, two more for inside the house. Maybe a enormous master bedroom could be a waste of space. That's a personal thing on my end. Right? Like, on mine too. I feel like I, I didn't design our house. I do love I my do, house I so, do, so much. I but do love the I size like, of my bedroom. Yeah. And I didn't really talk my husband husband into building the house we did yeah. until I realized it had two Closets. Closets or two primary closets. Again, going back to the storage space. Right? That, love that. That, that was the winner for me. But, but like the room itself. The room where itself, your bed I almost dressers. feel like it's a little too large. So yeah. Right. I, I kind of think so too. I mean, how much time do you spend awake in your master bedroom? And that's a personal decision, right? But maybe think about how some of that space could be used differently. And I have, I, I feel like I've been seeing some of the newer construction homes scale down the master bedroom a little Just bit. Just a tip. It's certainly still a big bedroom. Yes. But um, the days of like having couches and settees and all this extra furniture in the master, I feel like I have not been seeing I have for not quite been seeing that as a design trend either. So um, last one, little like side thing. Um, you can hide a lot of outlets in places. Yes. So like look into, um, instead of just outlets in standard outlets in your backsplash you can hide them maybe in the in the cabinet space above so your cords plug sort of into the bottom of your cabinet instead of straight into the wall um you can have pop-up outlets in your in your kitchen countertops there's you a can lot have of things smart you can technology do. like the usb, USB outlets yeah yep. yeah but um outlets in pantries for some of those um, battery powered uh, appliances outlets in closets maybe you've got a boot warmer by your front door you know there outlets are great and uh, the more you can hide them maybe I don't know it just seems to be like a more streamlined look correct yeah. well but let's get to allowances yes, allowances electrical one, is kind of an allowance yeah, one thing I think it's really important for people to know is um, don't buy a home at the very top of your budget because when it comes oh, to right. allowances and when it comes time to start picking out your design trends, mm -hmm. I have never had a client that built that didn't go over at sure. some point sure. or another on one item or another. Well, so it, it, it just, really, that is where you rely on your realtor. That's where you need to rely on your realtor, but it's important because maybe you mm -hmm. save some on one area of the allowance, but mm -hmm. then you go over on another. Yeah. There are smart you know, choices, and we have have, have had uh, podcasts that we've talked about what's a smart investment for selections. Um, yes, go to our podcast called How to Spend the Builder's Money. Yes, that one right there. <laughs> that's what we're talking about is allowances. But one thing to to keep in mind is you don't want to buy at the top of your budget because you mm -hmm. want to save room if you get into the selection decision Process. phase yeah. and you decide oh I would really like to upgrade to this to right. this a particular upgrade. Well, these outlets and, that I'm talking about that yeah. are like hidden, those are going to cost extra. extra. USB outlets typically were, are going to cost extra. So, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you, you want to make sure lighting? that you have the money saved up yeah. or the, the allowance to go up in your budget to add some of those things yeah. in that will make your life 
right. more comfortable in your home. And part of the reason I said refer to us, refer to your realtors, is because we are going to take a good look at that. We're going to discuss with the builder, who is also a huge resource, right? Correct. Your builder, too, is going to try to provide you some sort of insight after they get to know you on whether or not they anticipate your build style is going to require more than their average allowance. Correct. So between your realtor and your builder, we're going to work together to try to come up with um, allowances that are more appropriate specific to you because no two people that build a house, even if it's the same floor plan, are going to pick the same stuff. Correct. And so everyone lives differently. Our goal is always that your final purchase price is as close to the purchase price you wrote that purchase agreement for as possible. We don't want to surprise anyone, and that's why the, the relationship with your realtor is so important. And, and keep in mind, there's- One of the reasons. There's, <laughs> so, many, so, there's so many different builders, and some yeah, you know, yeah. some have a base price for their home, and then they add in True. the upgrades. There's other ones that meet with you and do more of a custom design, and then the allowances they give you should match up. Yep. It, it yep. just has to do with the way that the builder has decided to kind of run or process their builds. Yes. And so that's why it's important to work with your realtor and your builder to find right. out what which style do they focus on and which way to kind of plan appropriately for your build. And to interview many builders. Correct. If that's you, a great idea. I mean, idea. it's one thing to, to know you hit it off with a great builder. Okay, perfect. That's fabulous. But if you're not sure or if you don't already sort of have a foot in with a builder or know that that's what you want to, who you want to build with, let us make some recommendations for you to at least have a discussion about a couple different builders and how they do things differently. Even if you go back to the first one that you ever thought of, um, those conversations about other builders will give you so many great ideas. Ideas and resources uh, yes. that you could apply to whoever you decide exactly. to go with. Yep, it's um, absolutely worth your time. One thing that people may not realize with many builds, some builders include things other builders may not, mm -hmm. but window coverings are generally mm, not, not something that's right. covered so make sure <laughs> if you, you want to change clothes not in your closet the day you move into your home <laughs> yes make sure you'll that be you're hanging saving. pillowcases with thumbtacks <laughs> now that yes right there <laughs> but make sure that you're saving enough room in your budget for after closing yes. to yes. install the you know window coverings yep. and the same thing totally. with the yard or a patio or a right. deck you know if you're wanting to do the outside exterior landscaping at some point you mm -hmm. know what will that look like down mm -hmm. the road that's an important piece that sometimes people and, could miss well right and that's again something that can be more important to some than others if you mm -hmm. have a pet that goes outside and you're closing in the spring you're probably gonna want to get that done sooner rather need than to, later yeah, <laughs> either you have a mud dog now or you <laughs> right like let's figure out <laughs> how we're going where we're what we're going to do with the dog in the early spring until sod is available or until your grass seed takes hold lots of things to think about and lots certainly of lots of costs associated with those things that go above and beyond what's going to be in your mortgage so don't spend every last penny on that mortgage you're going to have some costs after closing too yes correct um, yeah, one, and that says nothing for decorating, yeah, buying exactly. furniture, you know, whatever. <laughs> Another thing that's really important to bring up is, um, and, and I will say this 
you know, very commonly, mm -hmm. you know, imagine you're in your home six months, maybe you're in your home for five years. Yeah. Uh, after you close, you will wish you had made a different design design decision at some point or another. Oh, for sure. It's, it's common. That's gonna it's happen. common. So just kind yep. of remember that. Just like that shirt that you had to have six years ago that you would not be caught dead in anymore. Right. Correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but yeah, your, your, your preferences are going to change. You're going to learn more about yourself and you and anybody that lives with you are going, their needs are going to change as time goes by too. Correct. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is really important to bring up as well is size and style. The size and style mm. of a home should fit the neighborhood. Very so important. It's very, very important. And how would you know? Honestly. You, this is, this where, is where your realtor This is where your realtor is going makes to a huge be difference. your, you know, the person that will be the, so important right. with helping you make the right decisions. Right. Because I always say if you're looking to sell down the road, mm -hmm. maybe this is a house you're going to be in for 20 years. But right. what if you get that job promotion out of state and you now need to move? Yeah. You know, what is it going to look like to try and sell your home down the road? Well, Does it fit? Tasha, you said it really well earlier when before we started recording. I, I would never want to point something out to someone at the time they need me to list their house that I didn't, didn't point, point out, out when they were building it. Correct. And so that's part of what we're here for. Like, we are going to tell you... You know, I know you love this lot in ABC neighborhood, and I know you want to build that house on that lot. But, but it does doesn't the price fit. point does that fit right. in, or does the it's, style fit with yes, that neighborhood? Exactly. Maybe or it has nothing it to do with to, price or size. Maybe it's style. Like maybe it's said. style. It could be. But does will that be the detriment right. to that home and making it harder to sell? Yep. And it's not like you can't still make that decision. But then you're aware of the but decision you're, you're making. Yeah. Yep, and we just want we want you to be as aware upfront as we would have to be telling you about if you ever had to sell the property. Correct. And lots of people think they're never going to move and still do. Still do. <laughs> it's just life throws you curveballs. Yeah, yeah. We'd rather have you be prepared than not. <laughs> one thing I think is important to bring up is taxes. We have a lot of one things that are one important things, to one bring thing, up. One thing, right? <laughs> exactly. That's the but last tax, thing on my list. Is that but the last I have, thing on I have your list? Two oh, you things, got two things. But, okay. but let's talk about taxes. This one's huge. This one is so huge. Yeah. And in this market, the Fargo-Moorhead, mm -hmm. West Fargo, and surrounding area market also specials. Yes. But right. these things need to be brought up. Lake properties, we, too. Lake properties, as well. Um, in our area, taxes, they won't have their fully assessed value and everything mm -hmm. completely figured out on what your taxes will be right. uh, listed on any of the county sites, when you, right. the assessor sites, when you're looking this information up. In fact, side note... Oddly enough, we're not even able to publicly advertise the estimated price for you. As like if we're listing the property, we have to use what the, the city or county currently taxes is at. So we can't even tell you. We think it's going to be this. We have to say what it, what it currently is so that we're giving factual information, which is sort of unfortunate because we've got people assuming that it's a lot less than it's going to be. Correct. And so this is the importance of your realtor and mortgage lender yes. helping to best advise you and be planning for what yeah. those costs will look like, you know, a year or two years, three years mm -hmm. after closing, you know, if there's tax abatements, if there's not yeah. tax abatements, looking at how to prepare and for how the end to, of those abatements, how to prepare for the end of those abatements. Because mm -hmm. when all is said and done, the last thing any of us want is for our clients to be, Jamie and I, especially us, yes, we don't <laughs> want you to all of a sudden you have that 
final number yeah. two years, three years down the road. Yeah. And then you're house poor. Yeah. I would never want that. So it's always important right. that we're planning for the eventual worst case scenario, what things right. could look like. And and I want to make it clear too that what Tasha is saying is we can estimate very well. We can estimate. We could never foretell the future, which is why we can't exactly tell you what your specials are gonna be. But or even we taxes. Can, we or taxes. We can. Do we have additional resources that we can go to to try to find you as much information as possible? And we're pretty darn good estimators. Correct. So, so at least that way you can yeah. be as prepared as, as you any possibly of us would can possibly be. Possibly no. Right. So right. And then your, my last very one last thing. one thing <laughs> is <laughs> exactly. Eh, she can take it. All right. What's your last one thing? Get a home inspection. Oh yes. Yes. Of course. Get a home inspection. That's a great idea. You know. And most builders are not at all opposed. No, yes, many are not opposed. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing that's important is, what if you have that new guy that works for, you know, works for one of the subcontractors, and sure. you know something gets missed, or just even a, a, you know, a veteran contractor, but something got forgotten. Yeah, I mean, it does happen. We are all just we're humans. all just human, mm -hmm. and so the worst case scenario, you have assurance that your home is in great working order right. and you can not you don't have to worry that anything went wrong. Yeah. That's the main that's the biggest thing I tell people. Yep. You're paying you money wasted, for a home inspection. Right. But quote unquote wasted your money on this additional huge piece of assurance. Assurance that yes. everything is sound and checks out. So the wasted is in air quotes. Yes. You can't exactly. see my fingers going air quotes. But wasted. It, it, but it was if, a good there Good is <laughs> something found. Let's say something mm -hmm. is found. Right. You have the one-year builder warranty, or there are some yes. builders in our area that have two build two-year sure. builder warranties. But however long the builder warranty is for that builder, right. um, you then can turn in a warranty claim, and those items can yep. be you know fixed and uh, remedied by the builder. Right. And the builders, like I said earlier, they generally are not at all opposed because they too don't want to give you anything that's subpar. They want to give you a house that is rip-roaring and ready to go and without defect because they don't want to have to come back and fix problems any more than you want to have those problems. So um, nothing wrong with requesting a home inspection, even yes. on a new construction home. So that is our list of the things you probably didn't know about building a home. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you hear, you can check out our library of tons more episodes on realtormomspodcast.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please never hesitate to reach out. We would love to be your realtors. This podcast is produced by Realtor Moms Podcast, Jamie R. Swenson and Tasha Barrett, Park Company Realtors, 4170 41st Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota.